Hello, podcasters. Yakko Warner here. The only podcast we listen to in the Water Tower is An Elegant Weapon. So you clearly are among the geniuses of the world. Good night, everybody! An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An Elegant Weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 321. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay, the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi Jay, and as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J Studios. This week on the show, part one of our 2018 Fan Expo Canada Extravaganza. But first, this week's episode is brought to you by Forest City Comic Con, happening September 22nd, 2018 at the London Convention Center in beautiful London, Ontario, Canada. I cannot wait for the show. We're heading up there with our very good friend, Mr. J.P. Fosgett, who recently, if you noticed, drew a little someone-someone onto a Spider-Geddon number one cover. You all need to check out the Spider-Ham variant, and you'll all see what I'm talking about, Jay. Thank you so much. Jay and I are heading up to Forest City Comic Con. It's going to be a great time featured guests for the weekend oh mr ralph garman and mr rob paulson i can't even believe it if you're a regular listener of this show you know for how many years i've been throwing out the hashtag garmy on talking tunes in hopes that we would one day hear these two podcasts together and in fact last week that happened on the ralph report go to the ralphreport.com check it out rob paulson voice acting legend Ralph Garman, one of the most entertaining men alive today. They get together and it's podcast gold. They will be the featured guests at Forest City Comic Con 2018. The fine folks at Forest City have provided us with a special coupon code for you. This code will knock $5 off the ticket price online. It's all one word, capital letters, a more civilized age. There you go, kids. Head to forestcitycomicon.ca. Hit the buy tickets. Buy your tickets. Enter the coupon code, a more civilized age. Get $5 off. Spend that $5 on a picture of you 
and Ralph Gammon, or a picture of you and Rob Paulson, and you don't even have to spend the $5 to get a picture of you and me. So find me there at Forest City Comic Con. I am so excited. It is unbelievable. So, again, coupon code, a more civilized age, gets you $5 off the ticket price online. September 22nd, Forest City Comic Con. All y'all need to be there. Now, let's dive into this week's show. That's right, kids. A couple weeks ago, Fan Expo Canada 2018 at the Metro Toronto Convention Center, as it is every year. And this was probably the best year yet. I ain't shitting you. It was incredibly fun times. We were there. We were hanging out with our cohorts over at Source Point Press, who just keep digging them heels even deeper into Canada every time they come. Unity is formed. I would like to thank all of those incredible fine folks and creators who came out to the Lucky Clover Sports Pub. Thank you to the amazing people of the Lucky Clover Sports Pub for helping to make an elegant weapons after Fan Expo. Dinner and drink soiree, such a success. What a huge turnout. Party keeps getting bigger every year. Uh, I hope we can continue to handle it, but thank you all so much for coming. We had an absolute blast. It's nice to be able to unite the clunts. So... Fan Expo Part 1 is going to involve a chat with the Cauldron crew. That's right. Cauldron, if you caught it, was a Kickstarter that I did the video for very recently. It is a super tales kind of horror magazine in the style and vein of heavy metal. It is this group of friends tribute to uh, that form of media. It's called Cauldron. It's three incredible tales by a bunch of incredible people. The interviews that we will feature from Fan Expo, Ashley Lachance. Uh, Ashley Lachance is the editor of the book. You can find her at Scribe Cat Editing. Uh, also, Ricky Lima, Shane Heron. We chat with those two fellas about the uh, incredible experience that they had putting together Cauldron and a little bit of a chat with Casey Parsons. So uh, you put that crew together and it's a good time indeed. Uh, check out Cauldron. It is out there. It is available. It is happening. Uh, before you knew it, know it, there'll be a part two. And uh, you'll be hearing about that from me because I think I'm going to have a little wee bit of involvement again in that win. Uh, so we'll do that. Also, we have a chat with someone super cool that I met at Boston Fan Expo. He is the author of The Dark Crystal, The Ultimate Visual History. His name is Cassine Gaines, and he's a really fun dude. We have a little chat. He's also written some very cool books about a few other things, including A Christmas Story. Uh, but I'm going to have to get this individual back on the show because I have a feeling he's got hours and hours of good times to talk about. So, uh, But you'll get a little introduction to Mr. Cassine Gaines. Uh, and to end off part one of a fan expo extravaganza, the uncouth one himself, the mighty Mike Ruth. We talk about Dodge, and we talk about a lot of cool stuff going on with Mike. Uh, so there you go. That's going to be part one, and we got some very cool stuff, of course, coming up for part two as well. But for now, the Cauldron crew, Ashley Lachance, Ricky Lima, Shane Heron, Casey Parsons, a chat with the Dark Crystal, the Ultimate Visual Guide author, Cassine Gaines, and the uncouth one, Mike Ruth, coming to you right now on... An Elegant Weapons Fan Expo Extravaganza Part 1 2018. Please enjoy. Who are you and what did you edit? Um, I'm Ashley Lachance and I copy edited Cauldron. Cauldron, what is Cauldron? Cauldron is a magazine anthology of all these really cool short comics. 
Short comics? That sounds interesting. Who worked on these short comics? Well, we have the wonderful Shane Heron and Ricky Lima and uh, Sam Noir over there and Casey Parsons. <laughs> How did you come to be involved with Cauldron as an editor? Oh, I bugged Shane till he hired me. It was just that easy, yeah. okay? <laughs> just like, let me do this, yeah? Did you bug me? I bug you. Where did you guys meet? Here. Here? It was in Niagara, Niagara Falls Comic Con. Oh, Niagara Falls Comic Con. <laughs> That's fun. Did you have? Did you enjoy your time editing Cauldron? I did. Actually. Yeah, it was even an having to deal experience. with all these fools. Despite that, it was an enjoyable, and even pleasurable they, experience. Yeah, they changed the spelling from Canadian to American on me, and I still enjoyed it. Why did you guys do that? That's ridiculous. It wasn't Casey. It wasn't Casey. I think it's well, Casey. Casey's <laughs> Casey, always the man. voice of reason, right? <laughs> uh, how'd you get into editing? Do you edit other things? What do you do? Who are you? What have you done? <laughs> Explain yourself, woman. Yeah. What? Oh, Nino Vesia? Yeah. You did the Warden's Call. It's beautiful. Isn't it a gorgeous It's stunning. Book. It yeah. really, really is. And uh, he had to work hard to get that cover printed. The printers were a nightmare. Oh, really? Yeah. That's too bad. But he's got it now. It's gorgeous. And no, it does. It looks amazing. And Have it's you been bought fun your copy? To, I haven't yet. I'm probably going to get mine at Forest City. Uh, I'm a podcaster. You think I got any money? Come on. Come be on. sensible. A bit. I only started podcasting so I could get into this show because I couldn't afford to buy tickets. <laughs> I still can't even get uh. in, sons of bitches. But whatever. <laughs> so what else have you worked on? Anything else? You've been oh editing gosh. for a while? What's yeah, your I've been editing for over 10 years. Uh, I started in academic editing, which is super boring. And yeah. now now I've moved into novels and comics, which is super exciting. Uh, I've also edited issue two of Lady of Wrath from oh, Austin yeah. Chuck Yin. Yeah. Okay, right on. Amazing. Um, he unfortunately had an editor for issue one that missed a typo in the first line. Oh. So, so then he hired me. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I know, poor guy. Yeah, you should be able to at least catch a misspelling on the first page. Although I wouldn't put it past these guys, so it was probably a smart move to hire you at least. So. So they keep you know. telling me. I know. So very exciting. She touched up Morris for me. She touched up Morris for Shane. Shane's telling us over here. Which is exciting. Did you enjoy working on Morris? Very much. Morris is an excellent comic book. I'm quite surprised and impressed that Shane was able to pull that off. (laughs) Um, You know, but but he did, and there it is, and it's beautiful, and it's gorgeous, and I must applaud you for having the patience, the (laughs) understanding, the capabilities to put up with these guys and help deliver Cauldron, and it is a fantastic piece of art. So thank thank you you for being part of that and keeping these knuckleheads straight (laughs) along the line. I will do my best to continue. Keep them together. Uh, where are you freelance? Yes, I am freelance. So how can people get a hold of you if they need a decent editor? If they need a, dec- a decent editor, they can find me on my website. Which is? Scribecat.ca. Scribecat.ca. Kids, check it out for all your editing needs. Now we're going to move on behind the table here. We go, oh, hey, look, he's got a card ready. My hands look kind of full, don't they? Do you see these microphones in my hands? Because we're podcasting? Here, slip pen. it right in there. There you go. Did you get it in there? Yeah, you got it in there. Good. Hey. Hi, Ricky What's Lima. What's up, man? I like the setup you got going on here. It's pretty easy. Are you? What are you That's doing? That's okay. <laughs> You having fun? This is all going to be in the pocket. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's your hand in my pocket, Shane. You got a pickle in your pocket? Listen, I just start talking to Ricky. Now I'm ignoring him. Bratwurst. Ricky Cauldron. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you think? 
called it's wicked man actually i i read it for the first time at the show like the, in, in its entirety you know what do you like mean? like i read my story and i looked at shane's story and i looked at sam's but i trusted them so i was like whatever i'm not gonna read them uh, and then once it was once it was printed i was like i'm gonna read this and i read it and i was like yo this is so good so you were very trusting to go ahead and put your work alongside other work yeah, that man, you had like, no idea. What if all what that was... What am I going to do? Be I guess like, if it was crap, really it would have just really made yours look better. Yeah, what am right? I going to do? Be like, your book's, your book's crap? I don't, don't want to play with you guys yeah, like, anymore. Like, obviously, they know what they're doing. doing. You know, Sam's been doing comics forever. Shane's been doing comics forever. I'm not going to sit here and right, tell right. them what to do, right? So. Well, you've uh, also been delivering uh, Kickstarter packages yes, for Happily Ever yes, After. Yes. And how has that been? It's been uh, pretty intense, man, because I brought... I think 48 books and oh, I was yeah. like that's enough but it wasn't enough really yeah. you sold out them all well and and people coming to pick up their books for Kickstarter right so oh, it's okay. a combination of both it's been Still, I only have like two fantastic left fantastic to hear man congratulations oh, that's, that's good stuff and congratulations on Cauldron Ricky oh, I was you. very happy to help out in my oh, tiny yeah, little way so good and I hope to continue to yeah. help out when oh, Cauldron uh, 2 comes rolling around yeah uh, which we also we won't talk about too much but some very exciting <laughs> things might be coming uh, <laughs> yeah, coming right. out for Cauldron so uh Ricky, it's always wonderful oh, to see thank you. you. Thank you. We love you. Right. Where are we going to see you next? Uh, MCX. Mississauga Comic yes. Expo. Yes. Quickly tell the kids uh, about the Bram Jam. Yeah, so uh, every month we meet up and we draw comics, collaborative comics, and that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, man, we get How together. How can people get involved comics? with the Brampton gotta, Comic Jam if they, they wanted to? Look up Brampton Comic Jam on Facebook. We got a group. You join that. We post whenever we're going to meet up. That's awesome. Thanks yeah, for doing that for people, too. Yeah, man. Thanks for caring, Ricky. <laughs> Just thank you for being Ricky. I love comics. <laughs> All right. I'm going to scooch behind him. Watch me scooching. I will let you do your interviews. I'm going to go bug Sam. Hi. Hi. Are you ready? Yeah. I know I throw you off balance a lot when we do this. You know, You're often taking a guard. Yeah, yeah. I've asked you, matey, because I come flying out from behind sails. You do. And you stuff. come from like behind and the I'm banner, like, yeah, and you're like, <laughs> We're live now. Roadhouse. No, I mean to be honest, I've never been ready for anything in my life, anyways. So right, right, I'm not gonna right. start now. Right. That's cool. <laughs> Who's your new friend coming over, talking loud enough to interrupt our podcast? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Talking to Ricky, not me, man. There's a girl talking to Ricky. Yeah. How's he oh. doing? How's he? You can see on my shoulder. How's he It'll doing? It'll probably go very poorly, <laughs> <laughs> based on uh, historical records. <laughs> uh, Ricky, if you're listening back to this afterwards, for we're sure. Sorry. He but you're probably not because you didn't even bother to read Cauldron till like yesterday, Ricky. <laughs> he doesn't listen to. We were on Martin's and we were talking about. Um, uh, cannibalism and talking about killing and eating Ricky. <laughs> like, he just doesn't even Is that to where it. that picture came from that I saw Casey draw? Galactus was eating yeah, Planet Ricky. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah. It fits together. So, Cauldron. Cauldron. It's been a crazy quick experience. Yeah. Like, from co conception to it being on the table here, yeah, it was well, fairly we, we fast. Knew, we knew we wanted to have it for Fan Expo, so we made that. We came up with it in, like, I would say the spring, and then we decided to do the Kickstarter. Everything got. We, we gave us a lot of time, so everything got delayed a little bit, but it still worked out that we got it in time for Fan Expo. But, yeah, working with Ricky and Sam 
helps a lot because Sam also does a lot of the stuff I don't like doing. Like right, we go, right. we'll have our little meetings and he'll type up the notes and email us and yeah, yeah. he'll book, you know, signings at shops and just stuff. He'll that actually I'm, do the work. Yeah. yeah, yeah other yeah, than the yeah. drawing of the pretty pictures. No, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a good editor in other ways. I'm good at right. getting stuff from people. Right. Being like, listen, yeah. make it this way. And then they do it. Right. So right. He's, a, he's scared sometimes. <laughs> he doesn't he want to offend timid, them. Right? Yeah. He doesn't he, like to I think fried. he feels like if he if he says the wrong thing, they'll just stop responding <laughs> on the project and it won't happen. So I'm like, we're done with you. I'm like, listen, you got to push these guys. You got to challenge them. Yeah. And it was, uh, people like it. I think the coolest thing about Cauldron, at least in the making of it, is how much fun you guys had. Yeah. And that it wasn't just some cool creators who got together, who kind of yeah. know each other, know each other's work. It's a group of friends yep. who all happen to be creators. Yep. And you're part of that, cool man. Thing. You are in our video. I was very, very proud and happy to help out yeah. in the small little way that I did. Uh, and it was very cool to be involved. Yeah, so thank like, you. I don't want to be on video. Right. They don't want to be on video. <laughs> I was like, let's get Jay Clark. And you said, sure, I love attention. I'll do it. Absolutely. the quote. Uh, absolutely. So... Donna's come to pick something up. She's come to. Are these Cauldron Kickstarter packages? That's right. Good times. Um, Who's the lucky winner? Donna. Are you you Donna Hablick? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. Are you excited about Cauldron, Donna? Of course I am. Have you been looking forward to it for a while? Yeah. Are you familiar with these guys and their work? I'm actually not, but I'm very interested to see. We didn't know at all. She just. (laughs) How did you? How did you hear about Cauldron? Um, I actually found it through Kickstarter because in the company I work at, um, one of my tasks was to look through different Kickstarters, and I found this one and I really liked it, so I decided to back it myself. That's amazing. That is about as genuine as it gets. That's one of the great things with the Kickstarter. uh, We found that a lot of people we didn't actually know, so it's people just like Donna that were just finding it. Right, 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 right. Here's the book. There you go. Donna's getting her Kickstarter package. It looks fantastic. Hey, hold on. Ricky's trying to figure something out. I just want to know how how'd you hear about it on Kickstarter. It's part of her job to go through Kickstarters. Oh, really? And she happened to see yours and for some reason thought it was cool. So listen. Back, back to me here. So uh, we keep rambling on about Cauldron. Tell people what Cauldron is exactly. Okay, so it is our take on a, the sort of old school, uh, lar- large size format magazines, particularly like Heavy Metal, where it's a comic book anthology. Well, the stories are like fantasy, horror, magical, supernatural type stuff. And the first issue, we have three stories. One is by um, Casey, who did the amazing painted cover. Casey and Ricky did a story, which is sort of like a weird, almost like a Macbeth-type thing, and right, it's just yeah. wild-looking. Yeah. Uh, my story is I wrote, I wrote and drew it myself. It's a, it's sort of like a Conan-ish type thing. Right. Um, and with then, a special twist. With a special twist. <laughs> um, a very Torontonian twist. Yeah, I actually like... <laughs> I was actually like, I, I don't know, for some reason I was like, oh, I want to do like like gay Conan or something yeah, like that, but yeah. uh, he's not actually gay, he's just kind of like, like, I don't know, more stylish or something, or like more feminine or yeah. something like that, 
but he's like trying to save a he's lady. Like, he's so like he's Metro, uh, Metro Conan. Yeah, like yeah. he's like Conan, but like half of his head shaved and the other half Hipster like long. Conan. long. Yeah, <laughs> he's supposed to be like this like barbarian king, but he's like kind of feminine looking. That's awesome. But like works out a lot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just got my copy this weekend, yeah. so I'm looking forward to enjoying it tomorrow. Thanks, When man. we're all sitting around on Labor Day yeah. on our couches, letting our feet heal, at least my feet. I've yeah, been yeah. trucking miles over the past four yeah. days. But uh, that's cool. Also, oh, and sorry, Sam Noir and Robert Freeman did a, a kaiju monster about yes, like, a polluted yes, industrial Yes, Japan. yes, So that's there's the even kaiju in there, kids, yeah. if you like that. It hits all stuff. the nice retro feels, right. I think. Yeah. Now, Morris. 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 Your apocalyptic Western adventure. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? Uh, because of Cauldron, I haven't really been touching it, but I have a script with Fred Kennedy. Um, and I'm, that's my next project. That's what I'm doing now. I will probably have, I'm not going to do floppies anymore. Uh, so I'm going to do like a straight graphic novel. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be a smaller one. It'll be probably like 50, 60 pages. Right. Right. Uh, but it, yeah, I'm just going to start doing like straight graphic novels in that world and you won't have to read anything else to read. This. So you'll get a complete right. story. You won't be like, oh, I didn't read this other story. I can't, I don't know yeah, what's going I, on here. Yeah. yeah. They'll all be like, keep it clean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. that's the plan. Um, I've got to start working on it after this weekend. Where can people get issue one right now? Uh, I have an online store. It is, uh, let me remember the name. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a, not good. It's Store Envy and it's Shane Heronart. I think it's storeenvy.shaneheronart.com or something. Right, right. If you go to storeenvy.com and search for Shane Heronart, you'll, you'll find it. Find it, Shane yeah. Heronart. Shane, right on. Uh, very cool stuff. Again, thank you for letting me be part of Collagen. You're very like, low energy right now. I, it's, it's fourth day. It's three dubs in maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had the an elegant weapon after dinner oh, and yeah. drink soiree last night at the lucky cover club lucky cover I stayed again. We shut it, it down. Pop down dinosaur. You stayed we, till three. I heard. We got, eh? into, we got into the jukebox. We uh, started playing jukebox uh, music. I felt so shitty. I had to leave my own party. But Gabe. it was awesome that everybody came out. More people than usual. Gabe was playing some it Italian keeps music. Bigger and bigger. Of course he was. But uh, so listen to this on the jukebox. There's a you can pay more to have priority, so you can skip ahead of other people's really? music. But then they were doing it too. They were so then we were paying more to skip over their music. It was like a jukebox battle. <laughs> they were playing like reggaeton or something. You guys are putting ten bucks in a song. <laughs> just well, like, yeah, it was kind of wacky. Motherfucker, I want to hear Karma Chameleon. Yeah, that's right. It was fun. No, All we, right. We got into um, Counting Crows. That was what we were doing. We were just like, yeah, playing. I'm right. glad I left then. Yeah. Casey, what do you want? All right. Yeah. All right. We're let's go about Casey Bye, for a minute. Thank you, Shane. That's Shane Heron Art. Everybody, get online. Check it out. Find it. Casey Hey, everybody. Parsons. This is Jason Clark. <laughs> and this is Casey Parsons. I draw stuff. I sell comics and stuff. I was in this part of this magazine called Cauldron and stuff. Uh, Casey, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Has it been a good fan it's, expo it's for you? It's been an amazing fan expo. Congratulations on Cauldron. You Thank guys you really much. pulled it off. It's fantastic fun. Everybody needs to check it out. You enjoyed the process, yes? Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. Like, who doesn't want to draw supernatural horror? Right. And just like disgusting things with your friends. Yeah, like they gave me absolute freedom. So right, right. You can't right. ask for anything else. And this else. is kind of a big jumping off point for you because as much as you've always been a very talented artist, I always artist, felt like I was on the precipice. Right. So now right. I've jumped. Yeah. So it's straight down right, from right. here. Well, yeah, it pretty much <laughs> is. You've got to deal with stuff like my microphone in your face all the time now. Yeah. That's what talent breeds. Talent breeds attention, and you'll be getting much of it because you're good and shit. So. Why? You thank know, you. You know. And you drink whiskey, and you drink it well. I do, yeah. You, I you drink are a fine bit of a, single of a malt. Fine single. That's it. That's all you will drink. 
find uh, single malts. Basically, yeah, I've restricted right? myself to good stuff. If, if that if stuff I'm is not available, cash, you will just leave. Well, I might have Jameson's. <laughs> <laughs> You'll bring yourself down to Jameson's. Not that there's anything weird. wrong with Jameson's. Where can people check out all your stuff? Uh, this is you're fairly new to this um, scene. Uh, www.caseyparsons.myportfolio.com. What the hell is that? That's that's oh uh, the w dot I see. Uh, Adobe. Casey-Parsons.myportfolio.com. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's the stupidest handle you could possibly have Nobody for uses any website anywhere. anywhere. Don't worry about that. Go to Instagram, CaseyArts77. There you go. And Casey spelled C-A-S-E-Y. Uh, you did wonderful work. Congratulations, sir. I can't wait for part two. Uh, Me we're going to have good times. Yeah, right? I'm halfway through a story for part You're two. You're already, already there. I know. Yeah. It's already flying along. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. Everybody, check out Cauldron. Check out Casey Parsons. Check out Shane Heron. Check out Ricky Lima. And uh, and have a good time, oh, Casey. Forget those guys. Just check me out. Just check out Casey. No, check no, they're you know, Shane. <laughs> people need to check out that Shane's art you were doing yesterday, out. my friend. Are you gonna post that? That commission? Uh, yeah, that it's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. You? The commissions I did, yeah. All of them? Uh, not all of not all of them. All of them? I gave. Um, Is there one in particular that might not have? Yeah, made I don't want to get online. booted off of social <laughs> media, so. Good thing this is a podcast, <laughs> and I can't show you the level that Casey was what willing to stoop con, to to make some money. Yeah. Yeah. What happens here stays here. Casey, thanks so much, brother. Thank you. Right on. Hello, Cassine. How take are that? you? Are you yeah. good? Oh, yeah, that's a little easier. That's a little <laughs> comfortable. I'm here with Cassine Gaines, who is the author of Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal, The Ultimate Visual History. That's very true. I just met you a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. in Boston at Fan Expo. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get the chance to make this happen, and we're going to do this right now that we are here together in Fan Expo Canada. I almost meant to say Toronto. It gets confusing. <laughs> I know, I know. This one's Canada, but the rest of them get their own city name. Yeah, this one you takes know? the whole country. The That's whole country right. comes here. We just here. envelop everything into one. That's Absolutely. why the rest, of, uh, the rest of Canada hates Toronto. Oh, I they just assume I to get ourselves it. that we're Canada, right? Is that the you way it works? I mean? Pretty much the way it works, yeah. <laughs> Everybody else ain't fans, but it's great to see you again. Great my seeing friend. you again. Uh, we are going to sit down soon as yes. we have chatted with Cassine uh, because this is an interview that deserves at least an hour, if not more. Oh, because you're too the, kind. Well, no, Stop. going through something like the ultimate visual history of the Dark Crystal, uh, a just talking about the book itself is probably going to have so much in there that we can talk about. Never mind what it probably took to put this book together. Yeah. Just uh, start us off right quickly now with uh, how did this come about even? So the Jim Henson Company wanted to do something on the Dark Crystal for the 35th anniversary because they are rebooting the franchise. They have a Netflix prequel series coming out. They have graphic novels and comic books. And so they wanted something to remind people of the artistry of the original film. So actually, I was reached out to to write this book. I wrote previous books on Back to the Future and Pee Wee's Playhouse and A Christmas Story. Oh, you have? I oh, have. And so, so okay. they actually reached out to me and said, you know, we're looking for an author and we think you're the right person to do this. And I love puppetry. I love Jim Henson. I think the film is so incredibly creative. And right. so I was honored that I was right. asked and you know when when the Jim Henson company calls you you can't say no yeah really. you listen right yeah. you take that opportunity I'm assuming that's a childhood dream it's right? it's unbelievable and so right. and I'm, I'm close to New York I'm in New Jersey just about 15 minutes outside of Manhattan so I got to go to the Jim Henson studios oh. I got to see the Skeksis chair I got to see a lot of the puppets there's a, a huge Dude. snuffleupagus as soon as you walk in the door really? there's like it's it's amazing, and right. they wouldn't let me. Well, they let me take a couple pictures, but they they said not to post them or anything like that because they you know there's people working. They're working oh, sure. on um, 
They were doing a lot of stuff with Happy Time Murders, right. the new I'm Brian. I'm so had, excited for yeah, that. It's, it's, it's so it's, I saw a lot of the puppets before they were even shipped out to LA for really? filming, which was really cool. Um, I'm just I'm now I'm just gushing about the Jim Henson Company, but it was just <laughs> it's easy to do. It man. was just awesome because you grow up watching this stuff. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. seeing a big bird on TV is different than walking in and seeing like an eight foot tall puppet. Oh, sure, sure. I had the pleasure of going through the uh, Jim Henson experience in New York. Oh, yes, the, yes, yes. The, the Museum of the Moving Image. Yes, yep. yes. What an experience. The first thing you see when you walk in is Kermit, the original, not the original, yeah. but, you know, the mostly his used Kermit. Right. Uh, and then next to it is his headband. Which is just with awesome. With the mic. And just you look at this hippie beaded leather sweatband. Yeah. How much sweat, literally sweat <laughs> and blood and tears you know, are in this thing. It's funny because know? people don't realize, I mean, just if when you're listening, just try this at home. Just hold your arm above your head right. for like five minutes. Just yeah. see how long, you know, and then imagine putting a 20 pound puppet on it, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then having to move it and give it life and make it articulate. It's very hard work. Yeah, very difficult. And yeah. it's kind of thankless work because everyone at some point has put a sock over their hand. They think that they can operate a puppet and that it's so easy, but it's really hard to do and make it look so believable. And that's why yeah. Jim Henson was such a genius. Often with puppeting, so much less is more. Yeah, right? you're I right. Mean, people just do too much, but you know, I've heard puppeteers talk about how when a puppet's at rest, it's at rest. Yep. Just like a human's at rest, and there's so much that goes into that technique. I love that you said that. Craft, it's right? it's true because oh, no, really? yeah. they, you know, a, a great example is watch the syllables. You know, watch the number of times a mouth opens when you're watching a puppet. You know, a lot of people open it with every single syllable and it, right. it doesn't look right. It yeah. looks like the, the puppet is nervous or that it's anxious. So you just kind of do like every third one. It's really it's really interesting stuff. It's yeah. I can I can go completely like technical and geeky and nerdy and about will. this. And but we will sometime soon. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. I'd like to know as an author how uh, your career you know, swerves into the direction of doing like a, like a visual history type book. Because I'm assuming as a writer, you also do prose and right. script and story. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is kind of a different beast, right? Where it's right. kind of an informational, historical situation. Did you, what led you to that type of authorship for mm -hmm. all of these books? Mm -hmm. And did you need to learn to do that? Or were you naturally gifted in that well, way? Well, I went to school for English. I've always been a reader. And actually, I've always read pop culture books. There's a really great book called The Twilight Zone Companion by a guy named Mike Scott Zacree, Mark Scott Zacree, who I, I just love that book. I grew up reading books on The Wizard of Oz and The Little Rascals and things like that. So cool. for me, the essence is all kind of the same. It's all about trying to tell a really cool story, mm -hmm. whether it's a comic book or a movie. You know, you try and find where the drama is, where they had a hard time making the movie, how they overcame yes. it, yeah. you know, what obstacles were in the way, where they failed. Um, that's, that's really all it is. Right. And so while they're all factual, what I try to do in these books is also have it kind of read like a novel mm. so that, you know, even th though you know what's going on and you know, obviously, yeah. you know that when they have funding trouble on the Dark Crystal, you know the movie obviously gets made. Right. But how do they kind of cross that well, Rubicon? I guess that's kind of like in the doc, it's like the documentary. of It's like a right. book form of a documentary. Absolutely. And when you watch a documentary, yes, you're seeing the actual footage of things that happened, mm. like I Am Big Bird. Right. That, yes. Which is a brilliant, oh. brilliant, you know, bring tear to your eye movie. Beautiful. And you see everything that was happening. But then their music is played, mm -hmm. and a certain tone is given, and that's pretty much what you have to learn to do on paper yep. without the, you know, without sound effects, without, you know, special effects. I have to make music with words. Is that Absolutely. is that too artsy fartsy? That, but it's no, true. That is beautiful. You know, yeah, it's, it's it's true. Yeah, you have yeah. to you have to try, and right. so it's 
you know, for me, the greatest compliment is when I have people like Cheryl Henson, the people that worked on the film, that read the book and say, you know, I learned things that I didn't realize, I That's remember things. Cool. You know, the yeah. way that you put it together, you know, really captured the mood of right. being there filming it. Right. I mean, there's there's really no greater compliment because all of these projects, I, I didn't work on set of any of them. I listened right. to a bunch of people's stories, I put them in a blender, and then I, I spit right. them back out. And so That's cool, um, right? it's, yeah. it's cool to be able to have an opportunity to kind of document this because it's all our right. history yeah. you know it's fun history it's important important history which I always loved and I was a big Muppet kid but having Jay Fosgett as one of your best friends yes you can't help but even fall more in love with it like you used to because he's constantly spouting information or yep. details or things you didn't know that just makes it even more and more and more interesting yep and then you remember how you saw it as a kid yep and you know all that stuff and it, it's it's totally and I love Jay's story inspired in me right? I love that Jay oh, the, the as letter. a kid yeah. was so inspired by Jim Henson mm. to write that letter. I mean when I walked through the museum for the first time and I saw that I didn't even know Jay at the time oh, really? I saw nope oh, okay. I saw that letter and right. I was like it touched me. I took pictures of it. You know, yeah. I, I put it up on my Instagram. And actually, I found Jay by putting the letter on my Instagram and saying, like, this is amazing. I looked up, you know, I looked him up. He's doing, like, comic books now. He's yeah. doing stuff, you know, now he's yeah. doing stuff with the Henson Company. Yeah. It's just so fantastic. And, yeah, yeah. you know, the one thing that I like to say whenever I talk about the book is that the Henson Company is, they are, like, the nicest people in right. the world. And I, I mean that truly. They're, it's a family business. They're all involved. Right. And they... Their goal right. is just to do what Jim Henson would have wanted done. Absolutely. That's it. They, you know, yeah. they have, they've had projects that make money. They've had projects that haven't. And yeah. they're always kind of governed by the guiding light of what Jim Henson would have wanted to do. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. And it's, uh, you know, it's a mantra from our, our childhoods that yep. kind of carried up with us. And it's nice to see these things. Yet, still, it's nice to see the kids taking a risk, like Happy Time Murders yeah. coming out. You know, nothing like that has ever really been done by them themselves right there's been plenty of other productions or things done with Muppets that were adult puppet shows and stuff right but to see the actual Hensons yep. actually doing this is so bloody exciting well it's funny because you, you know yeah. Jim Henson had a pretty you know a, adult dark oh, sense dark of humor yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely it's a terrifying movie so, for young children yeah it, yeah it is and so it's great for Brian Henson yeah. to, to kind yeah. of take that aspect of his dad yeah. and, and do something yeah. because everyone knows you know the, the humorous kind of family stuff but you know there were lots of aspects like like all of us you know there's lots of different parts to all of us and so sure, sure, it's great yeah. to kind of share that yeah. part yeah and it's great that Jim was in fact a hoarder yes and kept everything he ever had <laughs> thank God that letter of Jay's would have never even surfaced and the fact that I believe it was Grover's who played Grover oh my god wife, oh don't do this maybe. to me I don't know. I don't know. Just, I don't want to say the wrong name because people yell at me yeah. online. So well, she was just going through Jim's stuff, like all his old archives. Yeah. Found the letter, and thankfully she thought, "I'm going to see what happened to this little kid." Yeah, and yeah. Google Jay Fosgett, and he's actually just released the Fraggles ish. It's issue just too. unbelievable. Not only did he become a cartoonist, but a cartoonist for Hans. It's, it's unbelievable. It's the coolest thing, man. And it's so, you know, and sometimes things yeah. are just destiny, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. art, you know, everyone's. In, that's why I love being at conventions, right. even though you know I'm not a, a comic book artist. I'm not a, a visual artist, but I love, I am artist, so, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm so just inspired by right. just being in the room and talking to other creative people.
people and seeing what other people do. Great, you know, eh? you can see a million different. Why do you think I do this show? Yeah, that's the only reason this show exists, is to, so we can have these conversations. And it's beautiful. It's I a great it so place. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love yeah. I love seeing people. You said buy this stuff. is your first time to Toronto. In too, Toronto, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you like the I city? Ate, I ate my way through the city. Let me tell you, <laughs> I, I had so much. We have food from everywhere on the planet here. That's, I had a little a bit. That was our thing. that was our goal. We yeah, had a little yeah. bit from uh, last night. We had Japanese. We had right. Indian. We had Italian. We had, we've gone through the That's seven awesome. nations. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys have had a good time while you're here too. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna have so much to talk about because uh, I even will have questions of urban type myths that have existed in my life that you will be able to answer. Oh, okay. Uh, you're a Christmas storybook right here. Yes. So tell me if me saying this triggers anything. Okay. I grew up in St. Catharines, Ontario. Yep. Right? Yep. We have some things to talk about. Yes, you do. Right? A certain a certain flagpole, I think, a is located. A certain flagpole, yes. indeed. Right? So that's very exciting. So even it's so personal. I'll even do one better for you. Okay. So about 15 minutes from here is the on uh, East Gerard Street. Yes. Is where they film the Chinese restaurant scene. No, really? It's about It's about a 15-minute drive from from this, this very spot right here. There? I did, yep. I went um, on on Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, yep. I wrote a book about your place. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, also yeah, it's yeah. a French it's a French restaurant now, but the facade is exactly the same okay, as the movie. Yep. Cool. So if you pull you up a picture, you that. can't miss it. Right. That's amazing. You see, thank you so much. Absolutely my a pleasure. Very soon, we're gonna Skype it up. We're gonna sit down. We're gonna have an amazing, Anytime. in depth, long time conversation. That's Cassine Gaines, everybody. And where can they find the Dark Crystal Visual? It's accessible anywhere books are sold, or you okay. can pick it up on my website, which is kasingaines.com, C-A-S-E-E-N-G-A-I-N-E-S.com. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Thank sir. you. Here in Artist Alley at Fan Expo 2018, it is the uncouth one, the mighty Mike Ruth. How's it going, Mike? Not too bad, my friend. How are you? I've lost I'm my voice. I'm doing great. I, I'm, I'm on the way out myself, I sound my a friend. bit like a goose boy right now with my voice. Goose boy. Uh, I believe, from our conversations throughout the weekend, that you have had a fantastic one. I have had an excellent weekend. I have been... I've been blessed with wonderful, wonderful visits from awesome people. I just had a really awesome sketch duel with Dylan Burnett and, uh, oh, yeah? and Michael Walsh. And how'd that go? What'd you draw? Um, we drew uh, random mashups, and it ended up the choice was uh, Tank Girl and Judge Dredd. So I, uh, I didn't feel like I did a satisfactory job. So the person who won the uh, sketch is here at my table right now, and I'm finishing up the sketch for her. Oh, fantastic. That would be you. She's cool with it the way it is, <laughs> but I'm not. So. That's rad. Mashups are fun. Uh, Fosgit was in a sketch duel the other day with a few individuals, and they didn't want to do mashups. And yeah. I saw, I watched Jay's head almost explode. He didn't know how to handle. So this was the smart way he got around it, though, is they decided that okay, somebody you got to draw a character from the Teen Titans. And they were like, oh, he's like, okay, I'll pick one. Just before that, somebody had recommended uh, Hobgoblin. And then somebody said, Godzilla. So Jay was like, Hobzilla, let's do it. Oh, yeah. But the other two involved artists did not want to go down that path. Uh, so they had to draw a Teen Titan. Uh, so Jay, in his Jay Fosgetty way, <laughs> drew Beast Boy turning into Hob uh, Hobgodzilla. That's why he's the and, guy. That's, and why that's, he's the that's what you got to do, man. Yep. You got to circumvent. You got to innovate. Yep. You know, you got to improvise, right? <laughs> we once had a sketch duel where like, it was me and uh, Valentine, and we were doing, uh, the, the, the choice was uh, Killer Croc, and we were both like, yeah, Killer Croc. 
And then the the host was like, yeah, but it's going to be a twist. So it's going to be Killer Croc as a balloon animal artist. <laughs> and we and we both looked at each other like, are you kidding me? So uh, like, we're not. Neither of us do comedy art, so right, it was like right. kind of a. It was yeah. kind of crazy to do that, but yeah, it was it was still kind of fun. But it was like, ah, uh, I would have rather just ripped up an awesome, right. you know, an this awesome looks killer amazing, croc. Though. This oh, looks thanks, badass. Man. Thank you. Yeah, good times. Uh, this is your first fan expo as a full-time professional working comic creator. I guess in theory it is because no, it uh, is in theory. Yeah, because I've been. You are uh, an unemployed individual making comic books. That's right. I meaning, know. Meaning it's your first time doing that. I'm no longer the superintendent of that awful, awful building, which I still live in, but I don't have to care about how awful it is anymore. Uh, I know there's been some adjustments. Uh, yeah. You know, getting used to paying rent again and weird stuff. But yes. to me, what I have seen. Uh, in observation through our friendship is a new spark in you and I see as much as tired you are and working I see an absolute revitalization that has occurred would you agree I think there's probably some accuracy there yeah I uh, it's hard for me to see it sometimes because I'm in a state of panic most of the time <laughs> but yes. uh, but you know that's a weird thing about being a comic book artist there's days when it feels like you're halfway between retired and totally about to have a heart attack from stress right, right. there's this weird like it's a weird kind of null zone between those two kind of sensations. So right, yeah, right. Are you allowed to talk about what you're doing? Yeah, I can right talk now? about a couple things. I'm doing a, a comic book called Dodge, which is a sequel, or sorry, a prequel to the uh, Matt Nixon series Retcon, which came out at Image Comics last year, drawn by Toby Cypress. It's an unbelievably cool story and an unbelievably cool world that Matt Nixon's created. His idea, it's kind of a bit of a tongue-in-cheek idea where you have, uh, he reboots all the characters in the story at the end of each arc. It's just kind of his way of kind of poking fun at the big two for rebooting their books all the time and starting <laughs> over at issue zero or issue one. Right, right. He's literally doing that with every arc. So the arc that I'm drawing right now is called Dodge. It's the origin of Chris the Animal Dodge, who's the werebear from Retcon. And basically my job is to draw four issues of, uh, of, of Chris the Animal Dodge murdering Russian, evil Russian werewolves. Uh, I did not uh, even know you were on four issues. It's a four issue series. No wonder you've been working your ass yeah, off. It's been, I was like, he seems like he's doing a lot of work for one comic. Yeah. I didn't realize you were doing so many issues. It's four so. issues, yeah, and it's been a real big, like, holy crap, I'm drawing a comic book. So right, it's been right. kind of a bit of a wake-up call there. Amazing. I'm so happy for you, Mike. Thanks, brother. Uh, everybody get online, check out uh, Mike Ruth. At most places, he's Uncouth Ruth in some variation or form of. And uh, you can follow along information about the Kickstarter which hasn't hasn't been launched yet but if you follow Matt Nixon who's also called Big Daddy Wolverine on Twitter and on uh, Instagram you can also fi follow Carolyn Nalasco and Matt Crotzer and myself Uncouth Ruth on Instagram for updates on when the Kickstarter is happening I believe we're going to tie it in with Inktober this year I'm going to be doing Dodgetober and uh, we're going to have a nice little synergy between Inktober and, uh, and the Kickstarter very very cool Mike thanks so much we're so happy for hey. all your success Yes, sir. Love you, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the king of the swamp thing, the uncouth one, Mighty Mike Ruth. Cheers, brother.